Before we get into the podcast, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. Welcome back to This Strange World. I'm Gavin. I'm Leah. And I'm Chris. And we are back, baby. Ooh. How are you guys doing? From the from the month off that I haven't seen you yet, Gavin? <laughs> From the uh, when was the last time that we put out an episode? We put the last episode we put out was technically in April, so I guess the last time we talked was April. Uh, the, but the season that was those the bonus episodes because you know how we love doing bonus episodes. So what have you guys been up to since April? Um, so since April, I'm still I'm still chugging along in uh, sunny California. It's been the same temperature since the last time I saw you. Um, well, it's been the same okay. weather since the last time I saw you. That's a lie because you said it was raining today. So that's well, a lie. No, it was you thunder last with... night. It was raining. Okay, it, was it rained like 30 seconds. No, it didn't. So point is, there was it was maybe not as sunny as Los Angeles is known for. Is my point. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've uh, I've done a couple side stuff. Uh, I was a PA for a show uh, that's going to be on Apple Plus. I'm not going to talk too much into it, but uh, it was a PA for a show on Apple Plus. Uh, I was also a stagehand for Paul McCartney's concert that I think is wrapping up in the East Coast right about now. Really? Um, yeah. I thought you like touched his I did. Piano. I did touch his piano. So touched the piano. They uh, they uh, asked me. They said, "Hey, you with the with the yellow vest." You, um, you. and I said, "That's me." And they said, "We need help moving this piano into the case so we can bring it to the show." And it was Paul McCartney's very famous piano. That's a very cool honor um, that they called you the guy in the yellow vest. So yes. that was well, no, pretty good for you. That. They called me Chris, but I am the guy in the yellow vest. They said, hey, I'm going to start calling you the guy. It's like off-brand Curious George. How it's like the man in the yellow hat. You're the guy with the right. yellow vest. There Welcome back to the Strange Worlds. I'm Gavin, I'm Leah, and I'm the guy in the yellow vest. Exactly. Leah, what's up with you? What's up with me? Yeah, I mean, like Chris said, same weather. It feels like uh, Groundhog Day. Um, yeah, I've been still working on my TV show for the CW. We just finished season two, so now we're getting ready, or probably by the time this podcast is posted, in hopefully production for it, but I don't really know. So, yeah, besides that, I've just been, like, chilling, waiting to work again. Well, it all sounds like very cool, fun things. Yeah. Very cool. What, what have I been up to? Thanks for asking, guys. I, I, I was giving Leah the floor to ask that question. I just did ask that. Okay. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, Maybe same as everyone else. There, Gavin. Same. Well, I listen. I paused. I gave you a pause. I paused. I you did. Go back, you go back to recording. Oh, uh, we, we're keeping it rolling. Okay. Um, I uh, been making TikToks. Shout out at Robert M Burger on TikTok making TikToks for my architect dad, where hopefully by the time this comes out, we've just passed 100K followers, 3 million likes, 20-something million views. So that's fun. And then uh, cranking out more podcasts with High Tops Media. Shout out High Tops Media. 
Chris is uh, Chris has another podcast, guys. I do have another podcast. Did did we talk about this podcast? Do do people know about it? I don't think we've talked about it before, even though you did a whole at least dozen episodes or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's it's exists for sure. Is this is this a plug or are we? This is me on? tossing it to you. Just mention your podcast. Oh, okay. So if you're a sports fan uh, or a game show fan, um, me and my roommate uh, here in Los Angeles, we came up with. Uh, a sports talk show that's different than the other sports talk shows that you found that you've heard of. Uh, we talk solely about football, solely about NFL football. Um, and it's called the penalty flag and it's pretty cool. You should check it out. If you want to learn more, head over. Uh, we're going to do a new season pretty soon um, for the new season gearing up. Uh, so it's pretty cool. It's different. It's very unique, um, but you should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, this is a podcast that you're currently listening to, and we've got a whole new season full of fun. Well, so last season was Bizarre Experiences. So bizarre, so experiences. This season, it's different. If you couldn't tell by the title, we're talking about cryptids. Ooh. And actually... Ooh. Ooh, Ooh. now we have done episodes about cryptids before christopher you're you're a little familiar with cryptids if i'm not mistaken well so here's the thing right so here's a little refresher about cryptids so for those who don't know and those who haven't listened to the first couple episodes cryptids are basically uh beings creatures things that you see that people have actually seen, uh, it's just they have not been one person. <clears throat> no, sometimes there's thousands. People, there's actually been oh. uh, one yeah. of the one of the things I researched for this episode uh, for this this season has been seen by over a couple thousand people. Yeah, uh, have seen this. So they are animals that have been seen by people that are not yet in the scientific library yet. So there haven't been tests done. There haven't been put into these scientific. They're not in science yet, but people have seen them. So whether they're yeah. fake, whether they're another species, whatever, that's is what a cryptic is. Cryptic is. Cryptid well, I is. I don't know about y'all, but I mean, mine are, uh, I definitely wouldn't want to meet mine, so. Yeah, they're not necessarily friendly. To go off of Chris, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it's a, one of the, definitely one of the big ones, uh, a cryptid is an animal, such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster, uh, that have been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. So, like Chris was saying, there's a lot of, like, stories and stuff of people saying they've seen these creatures, but they've never been confirmed necessarily by science. We've done two past episodes about them. Uh, one, the main focus was the Loch Ness Monster, uh, but we also talked about Skinwalkers and Beast of Truro. And the first episode we had done was Bigfoot, and we also talked about the Jersey Devil and the Dover Demon. So definitely check those out. Chris did a wonderful job with those. Those are definitely high up on my list of some of my faves. To jump right into things, the way that this season has been split up. At first, we were going to talk about some bigger cryptids. But then we realized there are so many categories of cryptids. So each episode, there's going to be nine main episodes. Each episode is going to be covering a category of cryptids. And we'll talk about a few examples, you know, we'll make some jokes, some chit chat, what we do. So the first episode is humanoids, which is what I will be talking about today. So humanoids uh, are pretty, some of the most well-known cryptids, I would say, are more so humanoids. Uh, because they're very similar to humans in anatomy. 
So some are also thought to be intelligent on a human level, since they seem to have evolved in a similar path. So do you guys want to guess on what some of the qualities of a humanoid are? When I imagine it, though, I imagine someone who's like tall, sleek, no gender relation whatsoever. So it could be male, female, smart or dumb, no offense, and uh, not cute. So sorry, wouldn't be. Oh, I thought you were saying cute as in like wasn't Not like a cute. little swipe, like gerbil looking thing. Swipe left. You'd swipe no? left if it wasn't cute. Yeah. yeah. Swipe mm-hmm. left. So in hot or not, you would say it's not. Yeah. Okay. A lot of these cryptid humanoids. Chris, what about you? What do you think of when you think of humanoid cryptids? I would say a humanoid probably walks on two legs. Uh, it's probably no, got yes. two arms. I think that they're probably some are probably big, some are probably small, but they all share that head on top, uh, legs on the bottom, and arms out to the side. Yeah, those are definitely some of the biggest characteristics. Some other ones, usually two eyes, so binocular vision, uh, the ability to walk upright, Mm -hmm. um, usually on two legs, uh, opposable thumbs. Some are not quite human, but they seem human. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some other things, ability to build structures, some of them, and can communicate with other humanoids. So I'm going to be talking about three... I would say pretty different humanoids today. They also all happen to be in different environments. One is in the woods, which there's a lot of stuff in the woods. Um, one is like in the Arctic in water. And then one lives inside volcanoes. Oh. So, well, not volcanoes, plural. I guess it's a singular volcano because it's just one guy. Oh, so we're going to start with. It's probably more on the scary end, guys. Just warning you, some of these can be a little freaky, so it depends on how crazy your imagination is. So this first one is Deer Man. So I want you to take, a before I even talk about it, and I'll get into it, before I even talk about it, when I say Deer Man, what would you assume Deer Man is? What's that Greek uh, thing? It's like half deer. Or half the cen- the centurion or whatever? Centaur. Centaur? No. It's like the the guy that has like the goat head or the goat body, but the head of a like. You mean like like uh what's like that a guy satyr? from Percy Jackson? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that, but a little bit different. Quirk. Scarier. Like Pan. Pan is that. Taller, yeah. longer, so the, scarier, the... and like. That's different. definitely definitely in the right direction. We'll just stop the guessing game, and I'll just tell you what it is. Um, So, Deer Man is a cryptid whose legend originates in the folklore of North America. Sightings of Deer Man have been reported from several U.S. states, although there is some variation in the descriptions given, which is pretty common for probably most of the ones we'll be talking about throughout the season. So, Deer Man is a hybrid animal that has the antlered head of a giant stag, a human torso, and legs described as similar to either of those of a man or deer. In addition, it is usually said to be well-muscled, and surprisingly fast for its size. Other accounts gift the beast with the power to transform itself from a regular deer into the form described above. So basically, it's like a big man with the head of a deer. So it's almost the reverse. And sometimes it has the legs of a deer, but it's like running at you fast on two legs. And like, can you imagine like a deer running at you on two legs through the woods? That sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like a nightmare I had a couple of nights ago. horrible. Yeah. So a lot of these sightings um, definitely skew more towards young people, but there are some adults. So the first one I'm going to say is uh, from Ohio. Um, the date is unknown of specifically when it's from, but an unnamed 14-year-old witness was playing at his cousin's house near sunset when he spotted a creature emerging from the brush. 
His report read, It was getting dark and I was the one searching. I heard leaves crumbling and when I turned to look, I saw what looked like a deer on its hind legs. I clearly remember seeing, quote, dog legs running, but the rest of the body was straight up and it ran with incredible speed. And I knew it wasn't either of my cousins hiding. I ran as fast as I could back to the house and one of my cousins was running in too. He saw the same thing. It still creeps me out to this day because my uncle always told us how he saw weird things on that property. So, to be fair, it's a 14-year-old boy who's seeing stuff in the darkness of the woods. But still, okay. it sounds terrifying. Are, like, supposedly more, like, gifted. And by that, I mean, like, within, like, superstitious kind of things, like ghosts and those, like, other realms. Uh, yeah. Kids kind of have that, like, what is it, sixth sense? Yeah, well, because they're not, like, corrupted by, like, adulthood and stuff like i know what you're talking about it's like a common thing that like corrupted by adulthood but yeah, they're purer they're, yeah. they're more innocent that's true ain't that true yeah well so then this other experience uh was an adult this was a man uh this was in wichita mountain national wildlife refuge in oklahoma in 2012 so not too long ago in this report a man named kyle so you know how yeah. trusted is this guy kyle Kyle Haying was out with his friend photographing the night sky when a number of wild animals, including both elk and bison, rushed past, giving off the impression that they were attempting to escape from something lurking in the nearby forest. Suddenly, a deathly silence descended across the landscape. Decidingly unsettled by this turn of events, the men packed up their gear and began to retreat to their vehicle when a sudden rustling in the long grass caused them to bring their rifles to bear, reaching their vehicle Hang and his companion were about to drive off when a deer man emerged from the shadows and began to lurch towards them. By now terrified, the two men hit the accelerator and sped off as fast as they could imagine. Commenting on the encounter, Hang said, We were scared shitless. Things got even quieter when we stayed there. While there, we heard one ear-piercing screech or scream, almost a hunting screech of some sort, that made my hair stand on end and gave me goosebumps even worse. With that, we left the mountains completely. We felt as though we were not wanted there that night. The way the wildlife acted, the figure that we came across that the animals had to have run from, and then the scream of which I can only find references to happen to be the banshee. I cannot forget that figure we saw, as well as the scream. It was not human, and it was not any of the wildlife I am familiar with out there. So it seems like Deerman is definitely more of like a, something that you know, running fast through the woods, you see it in shadows. It's not something that's stalking out the prey. Yeah, he seems territorial, but he wouldn't do any harm until harm is brought into him or into him to. And he seems, uh, yeah, just like get out of my space, you know? Yeah, it definitely feels like it's much more of like a, like a, this is my territory, get out of here, what are you doing here, scare off kind of thing. And if they decided to stay, then he wouldn't hesitate to attack. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, some uh, renderings and pictures that I've seen look pretty terrifying and, you know, like covered in blood. But then other ones I see where it's like, it just kind of looks like a deer man, which I know is what it's called, but <laughs> it just kind of looks like a deer standing on its hind legs. So I feel like that one, a lot of what we're going to talk about probably throughout the season are almost like folklore, like things in the woods in the mountain range or like wherever. On Earth. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's definitely 
I wouldn't be shocked if there's a lot of strange shadows and noises coming from the depths of the woods. Yeah. Yeah, I don't go into the woods at night. This next one, though, does not exist in the woods. This next one is called Ninjin. Over the past few years, rumors have circulated in Japan about the existence of Arctic humanoid life forms inhabiting the icy waters of the Antarctic. Reportedly observed on multiple occasions by crew members of government-operated whale research ships, these so-called ninjin are said to be completely white in color with an estimated length of 20 to 30 meters. Eyewitnesses describe them as having a human-like shape, often with legs, arms, and even five-fingered hands. Sometimes, they're described as having fins or large mermaid-like tails instead of legs or even tentacles. The only visible or identifiable facial features are the eyes and mouth. According to one account, crew members on deck observed what they initially thought was a foreign submarine in the distance. When they approached, however, it became clear from the irregular shape of the thing that it was not man-made. It was alive. The creature quickly disappeared underwater. How scary does that sound? Mm. I mean, I'm glad you told me this now before sleeping on a boat in Alaska for a week. So thank you. Right. Oh, exactly. This yeah. I definitely appreciate the, the courtesy. I feel like similarly to Deer Man where, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the woods. I can also assume in the ocean, especially the Antarctic, where it's a lot of like untouched areas of ocean, that there's also probably a lot of stuff lurking deep, deep in the ocean. We haven't even explored the whole ocean. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Well, you know, the colossal squid or the giant squid was a cryptid before we found it. Like, there's yeah, you know. until we found it, it was like, yeah, it's really yeah. it's a real thing, but. There are probably a ton of other like creatures down below, up above, in between that we have yet to... Oh, I'm sure. I bet some of these cryptids that we're going to talk about today are real. Probably. Or there's some version of them, but... Right. Ninjin sightings seem to occur most frequently at night, making them all the more difficult to photograph. In still images, the sea cryptids mostly just look like ice, although it is said that their smooth, human-like skin can be seen when the photographs are enlarged. In any case, no convincing photographs have been made public either because they do not exist or because, as some argue, the government does not want to invite undue scrutiny and tarnish the scientific reputation of the whale research program. Uh, so some explanations for it is that it could be, um, which once you hear these, then you're like, oh, there's no way that this thing could completely exist. But again, we never know. Some explanations are misidentified whales, sharks, and squids a new species of giant manta ray, an aquatic sloth, perhaps an evolutionary descendant of Thalassus ocanus, a misidentified iceberg, an undiscovered subspecies of beluga, an evolutionary relative of humans. However, this is unlikely due to their size, although their size could have changed through evolution. And finally, a species of aquatic or semi-aquatic animal, likely descendant or evolved from large-sized carnivore animals such as leopards, seals, or killer whales that has evolved into a more noticeable humanoid shape due to convergent evolution. So it, there's pretty uh, solid reasons of why this one probably doesn't exist. It's probably an iceberg or something. It's an iceberg for sure. <laughs> the manta ray one is a really good guess as well. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen like the like stingrays and like manta rays and stuff like that? They have them at the Norwalk Aquarium. Don't, don't you? I was just there literally last week. I was at the they Maritime there, Aquarium. Right? Yeah, they have them there. Yeah. yeah. And they like will splash at you as well. I don't Yeah, know. and you can touch them and stuff. Yeah. You touched them? Okay. I didn't touch them. They're slimy. Yeah. 
but kids were. Yeah, I could totally see it being a manta ray, especially because it's really just like a big white figure with like eyes and a mouth, which when you flip like a ray over is kind of what they are. But yeah, that'd be white. kind of weird to see a super humanoid something white slippery figure like under the water. It's the blob water edition. The blob. Yeah. Have you got, I wonder if you know how like when people are in the desert, they see like mirages and like their mind plays tricks on them. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a version of that for people who are out to sea. I assume that there are. Yeah, I'm there sure are there is. Studies of that. Like mirages are because of like dehydration and mm-hmm. exhaustion and well heat too. Heat helps with that stuff too. Yeah. When you're out in the Arctic, it's probably freezing cold. You're dry because you're surrounded by salt water, so it, you can't drink any of it. Yeah. And you're probably exhausted because you've been on a boat for the last month. Are you month. talking about the Arctic? Or yeah. Like being at sea. I'm talking about the Arctic, like where these things are found. Or like there, there's probably, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if there was like some desert mirage for the ocean. I'm yeah. Sure there is. Yeah. So, but this one, more likely leaning towards hoax. Now, if you want to talk about something that is 100% real, a humanoid reptilian creature that lives inside a volcano, that is 100% real. Should I jump in a volcano to find it? I think we should all jump into it. I think we should add that to the list of things that we're going to do of this strange world in, in real life. Together. There's a huge list that Leo will skip out on. All right. So yeah. because you're going to go on this trip, you can go first. <laughs> same time as me we're all old we're all holding hands it's one or nothing i'll do that i'll do that thing where i'm like all right leah ready one two three and, and then I'll you go and then i'll like mind. stop i'll lock your ankle with my oh. ankle and i'll push you in right with me well do you guys want to hear about this creature before we talk about who's jumping in first to meet him yeah. all right so this is cheruf Cheruf is a humanoid reptilian creature reported to live in volcanic environments. It is said that Cheruf inhabits the magma pools found deep within Chilean volcanoes and are the sources of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions. Cheruf is also said to be the source of magicians' ardent stones, meteorites, and volcanic stones that can cause damage in volcanic regions. So, a big, fiery reptilian creature in volcanoes. I feel like we've now made him out to be, like, a good guy. I'm still down. I'm still down if you are. Let's, let's go. Is he, like, a big dude? Or is he... I'll, I'll guess I'll listen. I guess I'll hear. It's usually a big dude. Um, they, uh... Well, let's, let's talk about... So the only way to abate the sheriff's appetite for destruction was to satiate the beast's taste for human flesh by throwing a sacrificial victim into the bowels of its volcanic home. So that'll be Chris first, because I want to see if it's there, then I'll commit. I thought we were going together. I thought you were locking your ankles with mine. No, did you just say the only... Gavin just said the only way to get his appetite up and running is to throw someone in with flesh. But you're telling me, would you rather have one chicken McNugget or would you rather have two chicken McNuggets? I'd rather have the first one so I know if the second ones aren't poisoned. Well, Chris, this might help or hurt you in your favor. Much like the European dragon, obviously, the Cheru's preferred delicacy came in the form of virgin maidens. So I don't know if that'll help or hurt you, Chris. (laughs) That's not... He's gonna he's gonna taste this and be like, "This is not what I ordered." <laughs> Send this back to the chef, please. He won't like any of us, anyway. 
What? How, how do you know? You don't know if I'm a virgin maiden. You don't know. Are you a virgin maiden, Gavin? Are you Gavin? Legend has it. We're moving on. <laughs> Legend has it that once the cheruf was finished consuming the most delicate portions of its victims, it would delight into a macabre game in which it would ignite the disembodied heads of the young girls who were sacrificed and hurtle them from the mouth of its volcanic home. So it would take the heads, light them on fire, and throw them out of the volcano. Would he throw or burp? I don't think he ate the heads. I think he, like, nibbled around on the rest of it, and then whenever he didn't eat, whoosh, okay. toss it out. So no take-up, no take, no to-go bag, no take-out box, just whatever you're no. done, just throw it away? Just on the side of the road, fireball. Pollution, okay. The mythological origins of this beast may have originated to explain anomalies of geographical events such as volcanic eruptions. Because, you know, it's much easier to explain a volcanic eruption by saying that there's a giant reptile monster throwing out virgin heads, um, as opposed to just saying that it has something to do with science. I would assume, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, can you, Chris, can you explain how volcanoes happen? I don't know much about volcanoes. It's usually like friction between two tectonic plates start to make the ground kind of shift and shake, which kind of creates the lava, whatever, to kind of rise and get a little bit more active, stirring all those kind of um, explosive kind of fumes together, then releasing its big appetizing burp at the end. I think that's like, listen, I also don't know a lot about volcanoes, but like, that sounds pretty right. it does start with the tectonic plate. Yeah, like the plates shift together, and then I think the gas is, is what makes the... That's what I was excited about this. I know volcanoes. I know the Titanic. Yeah, that was surprisingly accurate. That was That's probably what happens. However, I think it's more fun to say that it's a giant reptile monster in a volcano. <laughs> okay. Um, cryptozoological investigators. So cryptozoology. I'll just uh, say what cryptozoology is now. Cryptozoology is the study and search for animals who are unrecognized or disputed by zoology. Now that we got that settled. Cryptozoological investigators also consider the possibility that the legends of the Cheruf may be based, albeit loosely, on sightings of an actual biological entity, which would have to be capable of not only surviving, but flourishing in the incredible heat of molten rock. This might be similar to animals who thrive in the tremendous heat found in the mineral-rich exhaust of hydrothermal vents on the ocean floor. However, in the oh. original... Well, actually, let's talk about that. Yeah. I, do you think an animal could survive in the superheat of a volcano? Absolutely, actually. I think bacteria as well has proven that, like, yeah. they can stay within Bro. high and very low degrees. So I, I want to say this pretty quickly. You're right, Leah. There, so bacteria has been shown to be like living in the most extreme temperatures, which actually makes scientists re-question what they think extraterrestrial life is because they think, well, we have thought for the most for, you know, hundreds of years that aliens must live in the same conditions that we do. Well, someone came up with a question and said, well, what if they don't? Mm. And like, what if they have completely different qualities of life that we do, you know? So this could be one of those cases where a creature could live in a volcano because it's just, we don't live in volcanoes. We would never think one, but there can be life that exists in the most extreme places. So we don't have the technology to obviously take a 
radar and bring it down into a place of temperatures with like plus quite hundred thousand degrees. The right. further I mean, you go in, like the hotter. Yeah, it's not even like I feel like it's almost not even as much about technology, like to what Chris is saying, which we'll talk more about aliens in other episodes. But um, like Venus, doesn't it rain diamonds on Venus? So, like, not every planet is going to be, like, our planet. So, unfortunately, rounding out the legend of the Cherif, in the, quote, original Mapuche legend, the Cherif was not a dragon, reptilian, humanoid, or similar creature. And this description is based on a later mistaken interpretation of the myth. So people believe that people, it just, you know, word of mouth, it got to be this whole big thing, and it's not what it actually is. Which... I guess at the end of the day it makes sense. Anyone know a churro now? Oh, a churro? Alive. A beast of churro? I don't want a churro. <laughs> like a churro with some like tahini hot sauce on the side sounds so good right now. I'm... Well, so there was the beast of churro that we call beast of churro, but now yeah. churroof, if it's like churro oof, and it's a churro yeah. with something spicy on it. Yeah. Chiriptids. No. So <laughs> those, uh, there's so many, so many humanoids. That I could have talked about today, but, and we're going to be talking about more humanoids throughout the season, but they also fit into the other categories. So these right. were the three that I brought in. Uh, I'm not, we're not, I'm not, I wouldn't say necessarily, well, should we do favorites or should we just do final thoughts? Final we thoughts. Could do final thoughts. We could do final thoughts. So what are your final thoughts on humanoids, cryptids, the beginning of the season, about to talk about all these other different types of cryptids. What are your thoughts? Leah, why don't you go first? Oh, I was going to do Chris. Okay, Chris, why don't you go first? I'll say something, but I don't want to set up. Like, I want you to say your own thing. I don't want you to base yours off of mine. Well, I like what you have to say. But uh, No, I was going to say, out of the three that you came up with, the first one, the deer one, very well could have been just something that you saw in the dark. The Mm -hmm. This uh, churro monster inside of the volcano uh, is easily just a a myth that is a telltale story. The one that actually could be something is the one from Antarctica, that weird-looking two-legged beluga whale. Like, that could be something that is real. Like, we just don't know. So that's my final thought. Wouldn't be shocked. That's the most valid one of the three that you came up with. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. We don't... We have no idea what's in the ocean. We don't even know the tip of the iceberg of what's in the ocean. Leah, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I also want to see my favorite, so. All right, then you say your favorites. Go for it. Dope. Well, overall uh, thoughts, it'll be cool. I'm excited to see this season because I do like the start of uh, of this season. It sounds like it'll be kind of scary, kind of surreal, supernatural. But overall, I think my It's really spooky. little spooky, a little bit of everything, a little up, down, mixed emotions. However, I think my uh, favorite one had to be the uh, cheer root. A.K.A. Chiruf? friend, yeah. Uh, Chiruf. Volcano man. Yeah. No, I want, like, Chiruf friend. Chiruf friend? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna make well, that's because we made it seem like such a friendly reptilian cryptid that we could just jump into the volcano and be friends with. You know, I'm, like, trying to think of, like, drink ideas as well that we can start making that kind of look like her. Yo, that would be so dumb. It's like a fireball whiskey shot. Like, for the Chiruf, if you've been to, like, Cherry Hills Tacos in L.A., if you haven't gone, definitely go. But they have this, like, mango drink, which would be the lava, and then they put, like, hot sauce kind of, and they mix it in, and then you have, like, a big stick that comes out of the drink that also is, like, edible. Is it a churro? 
looks like a churro, but it's not a churro. Mm. It doesn't taste like a churro. So. Yeah. My final thoughts on it. Uh, I'm excited for the season, and I think uh, Humanoid's good place to start because there's so... And then, I mean, like, Bigfoot, which we don't even need to touch upon because we did a whole episode about it. So check it out. Bigfoot, our Bigfoot episode, Loch Ness episode, all that stuff, and be sure to stay tuned. We got some we got some fun stuff. Chris, do you want to tease the next episode at all? Um, Any little tease? I did, actually. Well, I, I know did, you did. We, we can't make it so obvious that you did already. Um, Are you just saying people need to listen and figure out where you teased it? People need to, well, they're not going to know where I teased it, but I teased it uh, when we were talking about the lava, and you said that we have this episode coming up that, um, Maybe a little out of this world. Mm-hmm. Maybe out of this strange world. For this strange world, I'm Gavin. I'm Leah. And I'm Chris. The man in the yellow jacket. Let's. Yeah, I'm the guy in the yellow jacket. So let's. The guy in the yellow jacket. Stay strange. Bye. Bye. Gavin, we've missed your voice for <clears throat> little a long time. So can you tell me where you got these uh what is it? These sources, sources from <laughs> these these sources from? Uh, I will happily. So I got the definition of cryptids from the Merriam Webster dictionary and the definition of humanoids, deer man, ninja and cherub, all from cryptids with a z dot fandom dot com. We'll have all the links in very cool website that has so many cryptids it's pretty much the bulk of where we're getting all our stuff from and i mean like you know occasional cross check with a wiki a wikipedia of sorts but uh yeah pretty hyped pretty cool this is the epilogue um very cool yeah very cool so uh we'll we got we'll finish up this one so that you can the next one Bye. <laughs>